Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening. if I had somebody that the page has just turned and you walked into the building tonight uh, come on you were ca- you contemplated 30 pieces of silver but there's a mansion here tonight there's hope here tonight uh, there's greater things than we could ever imagine what a wonderful presence amen uh, I honor the Calhoun family the ministry that will follow me and we are just so blessed I'm thankful to have my dear friend brother Juan Negron from Germany where he pastors uh, the American military along with the national church there and is doing a tremendous, tremendous job. And I'm thankful he is here uh, with me as well. Well, this is just a little Bible study. I taught my church, but the Lord just left it in my spirit on driving up today again and in, my pra- in, in the hotel room praying. And thank you for the nice room and all the basket with all the Bucky stuff and tremendous. And the food in the back, it's just first class. I love it. Amen. But I just want to talk to you for a few minutes on the opening night of this uh, this meeting. Judges chapter 1620, if you're there, say amen. And we're concluding and kind of interrupting a familiar passage for the sake of time. And she, being Delilah, she said, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. Amen. For a few minutes, just a simple little title, The Source of Our Strength. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to know where your strength comes from. you got to know where your strength comes from. If I can get a little more monitor, I really need to hear this one. If you believe there's one God, why don't you raise your hands up into heaven. Father, I love you and I thank you for your goodness and your mercy, for your sweet spirit, for the love of God that's evident in this room, your presence, your people. Father, they attest and affirm to the fact that you are in this room. I pray you would anoint me, God. If I do a great job, you get the credit. If it doesn't go well, I'll take the blame. I need you, Jesus. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Wow, pretty good if you're Trinitarian, Brother Jackson. But I said if you're a one God, Jesus' name, tongue-talking, holy roller. Come on. You ought to say in Jesus' name. Put your hands together as we honor the name that is above every name. And you can be seated in the presence of this holy God. As we celebrate this evening an incredible and outstanding accomplishment for Landmark Pentecostal Church and the Calhoun family and every member that has participated and helped make this evening possible. I understand as I walk in tonight that this didn't just happen, that there was a lot of prayer and a lot of fasting. There was hours. There was a lot of giving that went in. I want to thank the great people of this church. Thank you for giving so that this can happen. Thank God for great people, amen, that give for the advancement of the kingdom of God. And and so I'm thankful and I, I'm just the, the foundation to what was going to be an incredible, credible celebration of this great accomplishment. And I'm aware that much will be said about the future, but this evening I do think it's imperative that we're reminded of the source or where our strength comes from. We turn to perhaps one of the most famous Bible characters of all. No doubt the strong, he was the strongest man physically recorded in the Bible. We know his father's name to be Manoah. His uh, mother, we do not know her name. And, 
and they desire to have children, but the womb is barren until the angel of the Lord comes. And, of course, most of you are familiar with the story. He says, you're going to have a child, and but this child will be not, he will be unlike any other child. He's going to bring great victory. It was the plan of God that Samson would eradicate once and for all the, the nemesis, the long-term nemesis, the, the enemies of God's people, the Philistines. And, and he said, in order to have a, a child that will make a difference in the world, the child will have to be different from the world. Well, I got it. That's right. And an amen and one clap. So maybe that, you know what that means? That means you just stay there until you get more than one clap and an amen. I said, in order to make change in the world, uh, the angel of the gods of the Lord said, there's going to have to be a boy that's different from the world. Uh, I know we got a nice building and I know we got a fancy sign and I know we got a neck. Come on, uh, but let's not forget uh, that we're not going to change a world that we're like. I said, we cannot be like them and change them. But there is a world, uh, thousands of people that drive up and down this highway uh, every day of their lives. uh, And they're saying, I need something to change. uh, And they're going to come into the house. And I believe uh, they're going to find people that are different uh, that can bring change into their lives. Uh, Hallelujah. So you, in order to birth it, will have to be different. Mama, you're going to have to not drink and you're going to have to refrain from the unclean thing uh, in order to birth what God has. Uh, Not only does the child have to be separate, uh, the mother has to be separate. Uh, We have to commit ourselves uh, to this vow. And so the Nazarite vow is placed uh, upon Samson. In Numbers chapter 16, uh, 6, you can find it. Uh, He was not to drink alcohol. He was never uh, to touch a dead body or a a carcass of any dead thing. Uh, He was never to cut his hair. And so it is that Samson would bring tremendous victory. That was God's plan for his life. That he would bring great victory to the people of God. And it's and he does. And he, he has this amazing strength. He, he kills a lion with his bare hands. Thirty Philistines at one point. A thousand with just the donkey's jawbone. And, and amazing victories. But there's one thing that stands out as I'm reading the story of Samson. He, all of his victories were done solo. Never once does he link up with somebody else and say, you know what, I'm just going to get together. He could have put together an army with that kind of talent, with that kind of strength, with that kind of position. Uh, He could have put together a whole lot of men, uh, but he was spiritual. He was powerful. Man, he could do things by himself. He prayed and he fasted by himself and he didn't have to go to church and he didn't have to link up with anybody else. Come on, somebody. Uh, He failed to realize uh, that no matter how strong he was, uh, he needed someone else. He needed to link up with somebody else. uh, I've got to remind, come on, Landmark Pentecostal Church. Uh, you're a powerful church. Uh, you're a dynamic church. Uh, you're a, come on, a global reaching church. Uh, it's not just for you to hoard the... It's not for us to hoard the glory of God. But it's that out of this building, there's preachers that go out, evangelists that are birthed out of this, missionaries that come out of this. Come on, we can be strong. But if we're solo by ourselves, we do not make it. We need each other. I said we need each other. We need each other. We've got to have each other. We've got to link up together. Samson was not afraid. Samson knew the power of the people of God. He was not afraid of the Philistine or the lion. He was not afraid of his adversary. He wasn't afraid of the devil. Perhaps you remember in Judges 15 and 12, 
There, the, 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 the Judah comes and says, we're going to bind you and, and we're going to take you. And, and the people of God are talking to him. And, and Samson, he says to them, he says, look, he says, don't kill me. Don't kill. Who's he talking to? This dude could slay 1,000 men by himself. He could take a lion on with his bare hands. Uh, but he looked at the people of God and said, I know you could kill me. Uh, you could take me out, Judah. Let me just tell you something that the enemy is wise. I feel this. It's not in my notes. Uh, I got it sitting right there. Uh, the enemy is wise. Uh, I said he's wise. Uh, and he has no power over us. Uh, but we've got to come together uh, and realize the only thing that can stop the church is the church. Come on, you ought to get with your brother and say, you know what? That's right. I'm with you, brother. I'm in this together. We've got to come together like never before. Like never before. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If I say, Samson, you you think Delilah. You think failure. And because his life as a whole, and compared to what it should have been, was a failure. All of it comes down to the person he was in relationship with. He was in relationship with the wrong individual. Who we link up with, and I think Brother Hare said it, but who we link up with matters. I said, who we are in relationship with matters. I thought y'all just wanted to have church. I said, who we're in relationship with, it matters. He's linked up with seduction. The enemy of God's people had tried to attack. They had sent a thousand men. Lions had come against him, but what one thousand men could not accomplish. One woman. All the women ought to say, man. One spirit of seduction. Delilah, her name means feeble. Strongest man in the Bible, taken out by a feeble spirit of seduction. A cheap spirit of seduction is what took him down. I said... I'll say it again. A cheap spirit of... Read Judges. Read it again. And the enemy said, I can't win this fight. I can't win it on the word. I can't win it in the spirit. So I'll win it in seduction. I gotta, come on, I'm gonna, I, I know you guys expect to dance, but I gotta preach what God gave to me. I, I've gotta talk to 2022 in this church and let you know you gotta guard yourself, cause the spirit of 2022 is the spirit of seduction. I, I said it's fighting against us. We have conquered. We have been victorious. We have come through trying times. The adversary has been defeated, but there is a spirit of seduction that's being released on the apostolic movement. I know it's, I know it's dedication, but it's what I feel in my heart. And what we need are more things that kill our flesh, not seduce our flesh. What we need is more prayer than we've ever had. More fast. I know we've got nice lights. And I, I know we got great sound and we got leaders and, and now we've got paid worship leaders at conferences. But baby, don't get to the place where you're seduced by the stuff and fail to kill the flesh. 
come on. You might dim the lights a little, but but don't black out the sanctuary. Uh, what's up with that? Uh, oh, well, we want to have all the lights on the stage, and we need fog and lights. Why are we turning? I'm off it. I'm going to stay on it, though. Why are we turning the lights off in the sanctuary? Why are we making it dark? Maybe it's because we don't want them to see us doing this. Is it because we're ashamed of who we are? Is it because we don't want to see? Does the pulpit not want to see the minister? Does the pulpit not want to see the unholy action? Turn the lights on. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God. I didn't come to have my flesh seduced. I came to have my spirit revived. If it can get Samson, it can get me. Four times. He lays his head in her lap. Tell me what it is. She pleads, she starts pushing with him. She starts, she pre- the Bible says she presses him. The spirit of seduction, it puts pressure on you. Mm. Conform to me. Give in to me. Come be like everybody else. Well, all the other people are doing it. Well, the charismatic movement says that this is how you grow. They are not the source of our strength. They are not the source of our strength. The flesh is not the source of your strength. The quality of your music is not the source of our strength. The eloquence in the pulpit is not the source of our strength. Come on, I know you got a new ministry plan. That's not the source of what we're going to do. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, I come against every spirit of flesh. I come against the spirit that would seduce the people of God into believing there's another way other than a prayer room before they get on a platform, other than fasting before they preach, other than worship that makes us look the fool to the world. Forgive us. We repent of it. We will not be seduced by it in the name of Jesus. What is the source if you use the bow strings? So she ties them up in bow strings. She wakes it up. Samson, the Philistines are upon you. She was right. They were. Pow. He takes the AR-15, bends it in half, blows up the tank. Goes back, head again. What's the source of your power? He says, well, new ropes. He goes to sleep and wakes up. The Philistines! He's tied up in new ropes. Goes back, kills the Philistine. Goes back, lays down. Says, well, if you braid my hair. She braids his hair in, while he's asleep. And once again, and, and, and look. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I'm not a genius, but by the second time, I had it figured out. Come on, you know you were sitting in Sunday school looking at your teacher thinking, that dude's an idiot. How on earth? Come on, right, for real. How on earth? You gonna wake up two times and then go back for a, th- and then go back for another time? 
This girl is not good. That relationship is not. Everybody's telling you it doesn't work. Everybody in your circle that cares about you is telling you that's not the way. Everybody that really loves you is trying to tell you that's not the way you should go. But, but you still keep doing it. You still keep believing that somehow this is going to work. When everybody says don't do it, you keep doing it. What's the problem? Why on earth is he doing it? Well, you got to look. You got to look. You'll find out why he did it. Judges 16 and 15, she says to him, "How, how How canst thou say, I love thee? If you love me. Now, here's this little tip, men. When she says, if you love me, get your credit card. Put it in the safe. Get the car keys. Put them up. Just everything of value needs to be hidden because it's about to cost you a lot of money. If you love me, why is your heart not with me? She appeals to his heart, not his faith. She appeals to his heart, not even his head. She said, if you love me... She said, you would make this decision based on your heart. But Jeremiah said that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. So I I looked up what the meaning of the word heart is and it's lab in Hebrew and it means feeling. She said, oh, come on, somebody. She said, why don't you love me? Listen to how I make you feel. Listen to how I'm, oh, I gotta talk to somebody. And Jeremiah said, uh, those feelings of yours are deceitful. You can't count on those feelings. Uh, don't build your church on the feeling. Uh, don't build your spiritual walk on the feeling. Uh, Oh, come on, I'm preaching to somebody. You're still paying visa for when you listen to the feelings. You're still paying child support for she was the seducer. And seduction appeals to how I feel. Come on, that's the problem with Christianity today. We've got a bunch of people that say, well, you know what? I just don't feel it at this church anymore. I don't feel, we've lost this love and feeling. Baby, your vow did not include a feeling. You made a promise and you said, I'm going to stick with her till the day I die. When you stood up here and dedicated that child and said, I'll be faithful to the house. We didn't ask you if you was going to come if you felt like it. We Come on. That's why we've got feeling-driven churches. Uh, feeling, I, well, I, I feel. You know, the, the, the old song, some, some people deify the old songs more than they do Jesus. And most of them I like, but here's this song goes, I feel like traveling. Oh, that's not a good song. Because I don't always feel like traveling on. There's days I don't feel like clapping my hands. There's days I don't feel like running the aisles. There's days I don't even feel like getting up to pray. But but I get up even though I don't feel it. I get up. I said I do it in spite of what I feel. Oh, well, I've got feelings for another woman. It doesn't matter what your feelings are. It's about the faith in the facts and the promise you made to God. This is about a promise, a landmark that you made to God. Come on, you made the promise to God. And Samson was destroyed because he listened to how she made him feel. 
Well, I don't feel like clapping my hands. I don't feel like shouting. I don't, who cares? Who cares how you feel? Who cares how I feel? It's about what he's worthy of. Well, you know, it just doesn't feel like the old building yet. It'll take a little while till we get to feeling it in the new building. We just got to break. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I, I know it doesn't feel like the old building, baby, because it ain't the old building. Well, we got to just break it in. Let's do that right now. We've been bumping up against tension this whole service. Y'all sitting there staring at us. Get up and break through. I know it feels tight, but you know what to do when you feel the shadow of death. It's just a shadow. You know what to do when you feel the fear of a roar. It's just a roar. It's not a reality. It's just a shadow. It's not death. It's just a feeling of fear. And so when I'm afraid and I'm bumping up against something, what I do, Come on. Is that where your feelings tell you to stop? Then listen to them. I say where your feelings say stop clapping, always clap a few more beyond it. Uh, where your feelings say stop jumping, jump up just to let them know you don't control me. Uh, you don't determine if I sit in my pew uh, or if I stand up for ice. I, I, I will bless the Lord at all times. Uh, at all, His praise shall continually be in my, I'm just going to do it uh, because the Bible says give thanks unto the Lord because He is good. You've got to put your hands together. Not because you feel anything. Just because you know God is good. Listen to the facts of faith. The facts are we did it. The facts are you paid it off. The facts are you're paying the bills and you're in the new building. Somebody ought to give him praise on the facts, not the feeling. Man, this is pretty good if I was at a golf match, but I thought I was with apostolics. I thought I was with one dirty Somebody ought to say, I'm going to be the first one to roll the aisles. I'm going to be the first one to speak in tongues. I'm going to be the first one to have the all-night prayer meeting. I'm going to be the first one. We're going to make it feel like it used to be. And even when it doesn't, we're going to bless the Lord. He seduces you with fear, holding you silent. Hell can do nothing. All it can make is sounds that induce a feeling. Roar! That's not a, that's not a lion. It's, it's just a roar. Shadow, and I'm afraid, but it's, it's not death. It's just the shadow. He can't kill you or harm you. All he can do is make you afraid. And if you listen to the fear, you'll still be sitting in your house. Wearing a mask to bed, ordering your groceries on. Come on, son. I don't care what you do, you can do it. But, but one thing you shouldn't do is be afraid. Ooh, 
Come on, I just said the curse word, four letter word, mask. Hey, it scares everybody. Uh, scares everybody. Oh boy, oh, what's, what's, what's the community go? Who cares? Uh, what matters is what does God think? Uh, how does he feel about me living in continual fear? Uh, how does he continually, come on, stay, uh, do whatever you do, watch online. I, I don't know, but as for me, I gotta get to church. Uh, I'm not gonna let the roar of the lion uh, deter me. Oh, when I feel fear, I fight back. Come on, when you feel tension a little bit in the spirit, what I'm feeling in this room, I don't let it stay like this at my church, brother Wesley. If we, let me, the other Sunday, we were having prayer in the sanctuary, and it felt like it does about right now. And I got up and I said, you know what, I'm just not going to preach today. Here's why. I got seed to sow, and we got to have fertile soil. And this atmosphere is not conducive to what God would speak into the hearts of men. How many of you have been in this longer than 10 years? Look, look around you. 10 years. We know what to do. Stop waiting on me to bring revelatory truths about little kid stories you believed all your life in order to get up on your feet you know what to do you can feel the oppression of this city in this room you can feel the fear of hell sitting on the oh it's on the it's on the congregation tonight but I come in the name of Jesus there's an oppression on this room because hell's afraid of you and he's trying to utilize and seduce you with fear to think that you cannot do it in the name of Jesus you can have revival in the name of Jesus you are going to pay the bills I rebuke the spirit of fear that's come upon you and your family in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus come on it's dedication weekend it's anniversary time let's have church let's do what we know not what we feel hell can try to control your feelings but he can't control the word of God he can't control the truth that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Now somebody ought to shout. You ought to shout until you feel like stopping and then you ought to shout a little more. I said you ought to shout until you feel like quitting and then shout a little longer. You ought to dance until you feel like quitting and then dance just a little more. I will not be deterred by my feelings. Somebody shout Jesus. I'll tell you why he lost his power. Because he started listening to how he felt. Now there's times your feelings are good. But they will all be, always be in alignment with that word. And when your feelings say be afraid, that's against the word. When your feelings say don't worship, you're tired, that's against the word. When your feelings say, you know what, it feels tight, and I just don't, I'm worried about what all the visitors are gonna think about me. That's not, that's not the word of God, that's your feelings, and they're wrong. You, you gotta filter your feelings through the word of God. I, I said, you gotta filter that feel, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. I know you've been talking to her, and now you got feelings for this other person, but just cause you're feeling it, it's not in alignment with the word of God, you gotta stay to the promise that God has made 
made and that you have made before the Lord. He lays his head in that lap because he felt it. She starts cutting the hair. Actually, she brought a dude in to do it. She shakes him and says, wake up, they're on you again. The Bible says he got up. I can't find how old he is, between 20 and 30. They so say 25 years of long hair. I mean, these, this, is a, this is a mess of a hairdo. This dude, I mean, they didn't have suave. They didn't have all these fancy hair products. He stunk. You're going to be a little different. You're going to be a little different. And 25 years of hair is off his head. The Bible doesn't say it, but there's absolutely no way he did not know that. Come on, dudes, you at the barber. And you're like, give me a number four, and she hits you with the number one. You don't have to look in the mirror. You're like, what'd you do? What number? What number is that? Well, that's a number one. I said number four. Oh, I'm so, so look, I'm not joining. I'm in the Lord's army, but it don't require a number one. So you can't tell me 25 years and all of a sudden it's gone. He got up, shook himself and realized it's gone. My hair is gone. But watch what he says. I'll go out and I'll do it like I did it before. He lost the power because he, he listened to his feelings and he got high on past success. Well, we did it before. We'll, we'll just do it again. We'll, you know what? We'll just do it like we've always done it. I, I'll go out and I know how to do it. I know what to do. And he doesn't pray. He doesn't ask God. He doesn't fast. He doesn't consult with his maker. I, I've got to ask you this. Is there anything in your life that you're doing uh, that you don't pray about? Is there any place in your life that you've gotten to the place where you no longer? I know we're in the nice building now and we got the cool lights on the side of the building and the fancy stage and the cordless mic and more screens. Uh, come on, than you could ever count. But baby, there's never a day in our lives uh, where it doesn't need to be birthed uh, and bathed uh, in the prayer room. Uh, with I know you had some great victories in your past. I know you sold peanut brittle or whatever you did. But let me just remind you, the old timers had it wrong when I feel like traveling. But they had it right when they said, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. The new building's not big enough for us to not to have Holy Ghost prayer meetings. I said the, the beautiful Nord keyboard isn't fancy enough. In order for us to not have apostolic crazy worship, it's still going to take what it took. But oh, don't get to the place where we're so good that we no longer... We don't need holiness. We don't need truth. We, we've got it all figured out. I will go. And I will shake. And I. And I will be unlike unto the Most High. And I will set my, my my throne there next to him. I will establish myself over the stars. I will set myself upon the counter. I, 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 I. The minute you think I can do it without God, you're in the lap of Delilah. And we're at the end. No matter how big and beautiful our buildings get, let's not forget, it's not because of I. 
Oh, but I've, preacher, I've done it like this and I, I've been preaching and we've been having church. I, I mean, I don't pray. I sing the solo. It's been years since I prayed before. I say, I don't, I, I'm doing it on my own. Yeah. You start thinking you're like Samson. Couldn't drink wine. Couldn't touch dead things. Couldn't cut his hair. But he's at a wedding. Seven days. And all indications would say he drank. He sees a lion. Kills it and goes back. Touches a carcass. He drank and didn't lose his power. He touched the dead thing didn't lose his power. So now by just deduction and comp math, we would say, well, if it's not in the wine and it's not in the carcass, then it must just be in my hair. That's, that's God. I've always wondered why. why. Why God didn't slay him when he touched the dead animal? Why God didn't slay him when he was drinking? I'll tell you why. Because God's merciful. I said God's merciful. He'll forgive your humanity. He'll forgive your stupidity. touches he got to the place so filled with pride ladies and gentlemen and dear friends he said I don't have my hair I don't have God but I'll go and he didn't even know the glory of the Lord had left him the truth of the matter is the power was not that came the source of it was not the fact that he didn't drink it wasn't in the fact that that wasn't even in his hair But let's go down just a few verses before the accomplishments in Judges 14 and 19. And the Bible says, And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and he went down to Ashkelon and slew 30 men of them. Judges 14 and 6 and the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him and he rent him as he would have rent a kid and nothing in his hand. But he told, come on somebody Judges 15 and when he came to Lahai, the Philistines shouted against him and the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. Let me just tell you something that every victory in my life there's a verse right before it and you know what it says? The spirit of the Lord came on Matthew Tuttle. It wasn't because I was so good. The truth is, His mercy has reached past and forgiven me for my humanity. His mercy has reached to me when I was being stupid. It was always Jesus. It was all... Landmark, you don't want to know why we're here because of the Spirit of the Lord. And we can't go into the rest of this without the Holy Ghost. We can't go into the next chapter without speaking in tongues and running in the aisles. Prayer got us here. Fasting got us here. Worship got us here. One God Jesus name preaching got us here. Holiness living got us here. Owl running got us here. Dancing got us here. Rolling on the floor got us here. So you know what? If that's what brings the spirit, I say we keep doing what we've always done. What if he would have looked at Delilah? Where does your strength come from? What if he just said, oh, my strength? Uh, 
My strength comes from God. An invisible spirit that fills all time and space. You can't, you can't bind him or mess with him. You know what Delilah would have done? She'd have ran over to the Philistines and say, you guys need to get out of here. You got this dude. He's battling with an invisible power. This dude knows it's not in himself. Hey friends, if we want the demons of Ketcharkana to flee, we've got to get up and start saying, it's because of the Lord. It's because of the Lord. I'm almost there. He's got his head in the lap thinking it's his hair. That somehow all the strength and the power and the victories that they've had are linked to him. And oh, the only way you're going to have revival is if I sing the solo or if I preach the revival. I, I, it's, it's me. It's all of our fancy stuff. We're so caught up in all this stuff. I'm not saying it's wrong, but we don't need it. Ooh, I'll say it again. Ain't nothing wrong with it, but we don't need it. I said, we don't need it. There's only one thing that we need, and it's the one thing we seemingly fail to pursue passionately. What we need... It's for the Spirit of the Lord to come into this building. What the cancer treatment needs is the Spirit of the Lord. What the divorced family in the battle for their kids, it needs is the Spirit of the Lord to put them back together. What our world needs, it needs the Spirit of the Lord. Yes, write new songs. Yes, preach beautiful sermons. Yes, have beautiful buildings. But don't forget the Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord. There's no sermon I can preach that I I don't need the Holy Ghost. There's no church service I want to have and realize God is not even near us. His mercy will reach and forgive your humanity. His, His mercy reaches down and it It'll forgive your stupidity. But there is, I've found the end. It's your pride. It's the one place His mercy can't get. He would have forgiven Him if He'd have had a spirit that wasn't one of pride. Somehow, it concerns me a little bit. Man, I've got a beautiful building. God's been good. But I don't ever want my beautiful car and beautiful building. I I like my beautiful car and my beautiful building. I'm not saying I want it to be taken, but if I've got to pick. I don't ever want to get out in my parking spot in my nice suit and think, I got this. I don't want my praise team to to practice right up until church starting time because... 
we can just switch the octaves and hit them with that, and poof, we got, come on. I don't know. Oh, God, I'll mess up and I'll say stupid things and I'll do some stupid things. But God never let me believe that I, that it's because of Matt Tuttle, that it's somehow because of the structure that's so glorious. Whoa, come on, the world has glorious structures. They have fine speakers and wonderful music. But what sets us apart is that we have the glory of God. And the only way we have the glory is if we have the sacrifice. We've got to pray. We've got to worship like never before. Like never before. I want the glory of God in my life. I, I don't want an usher taking up an offering without the glory of the Lord on him. We don't want you, come on. We don't want you vi- getting the visitors and welcoming them. If the glory of the Lord isn't on you, we'll just give them a place. No, no, they, we gotta have, we've gotta have the glory of God on them. We've gotta have the glory of God and they lock him up and I'm done. You, you can piddle around. He felt his hair crumb. But you know what he didn't do? He didn't go right to it. The Bible says he felt his hair. He said, God, can I do it? Again, the hair wasn't it. It was the God. Can I do it? Son, if you'd have just asked that a few years ago, you'd have your eyes, you'd have your strength. Not only would you have had those things, the people of God would have been set free and your city would have been transformed. The drug addict would have been free. The prostitute would have been healed. The man is searching when money would have found hope. But because you got to thinking that somehow it was you, not only did you lose your sight, the world lost its witness. Oh God, don't take your presence from me. Don't let the pride of our generation sweep into this church. Keep us humble before you to acknowledge where the source of our strength comes from. It comes from you. And now he said, I'm not, I'm not going to do this one solo. He said, I'm not going to do this one by myself. He's an older man now. That's learned it's not about him. And who did he pick? Who? He picked who? A lad. Just a boy. He understood if this thing's going to last, it's going to have to take me getting together with the next generation. It's going to take me linking up with a young, come on somebody. Here's what I need you to do. I need an elder to get with somebody younger right now. I need you to find somebody. Get with them younger. Peter and John went up together at the hour of prayer. Peter was the preacher. He's the oldest disciple. John is the youngest disciple. But the Peter, the preacher, come on, the elder, got together. And here's what we're about to do. I need you connected with somebody. And that young boy... Listen to me for one moment. That young boy could look at Samson and say, I refuse to link with you because of past failures. John, the teenager, could have looked at the preacher 
and said, you cussed and you betrayed him. There's always some history in the older man's past. There's always some mistakes in the, in the generation before us. And we have seen some of them. You've witnessed some of them. He's messed up, but, but Peter could look down at the, at John and say, Bubba, you weren't even present. You, you, you've never preached the day of Pentecost. There's always a reason not to come together. There's always a reason not to bind together. But he said, I'm going to pray and I'm not going to do it solo. And in that moment, the enemy was defeated like never before. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to link up with a young man, elder. You're going to link up with a young lady. Come on, sis, I need you to be in unity tonight. Everyone linked up with somebody. You're linked up together. And here's what we're going to do. There's a spirit of oppression. We still have not beat it back like we need to. Uh, there's something weighing down right now. Come on, and we're going to, come on, we're here visiting uh, from in other cities, uh, other states, uh, and we've come to push back darkness in Texarkana. We've come to have revival in this city and to declare to the adversary, uh, I need you to link together with that individual. Uh, and on the count of three, I want you to begin to give God the craziest shout of praise. Uh, not just with your mouth, uh, with your feet. Uh, maybe you start leaping a little. Maybe you take your little boy and start running a little bit. But the darkness is going to be pushed back. One, two, three. Hallelujah.